Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. The cameras aren't on? <laughs> no. <laughs> can, that, can that be your opener every single time? <laughs> I'm checking to see if the light is on and in cameras. No, 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 no. This one... <laughs> This is uh, if we ever to do a Patreon version of an episode, you guys would get lucky. That would go behind the paywall. <laughs> that is a, I thank you for that. Mm. That's uh, some You're welcome. little afternoon visual delight. So <laughs> I appreciate that very much. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering what it was, you'll never find out well, because I, I, the video I, I is could, not on. I could tell him. You just, you just flashed me, <laughs> which I truly appreciate. After a long hard day. That's a. That's, that's what a, you needed. It's a treat. That's You're, a. It's just a treat for the eyes. You got me a nice vente iced coffee. Double treat. Double treat. I uh, both equally appreciate. <laughs> I. You got me a nice vente iced black coffee because that's the way I drink it, black. And after a long hard day, I'm still in my work clothes. You gave me a quick little pick me up to know exactly how to get a good energy for a podcast. A, yeah, I mean, we gotta come in with the energy high. Hi, Women, because I'm kind of dragging my feet. Wives under undervalue the power of boobs. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you just got to just a quick. Well, if only the people knew how often I did that to you. Listen, a few times a day, a quick little two second is enough to be like, thank you, ma'am. Ma'am, thank you. Appreciate you. you. You just do one of those little salutes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, can you turn on that fan right there under the, yeah. the table? I, I'm going to get a little toasty up in here. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, just turn the knob. It, it's right under the table. Yeah, just turn the knob. Yeah, there you go. What's up? You're you're hot already. No, I'm warm. I'm just I, this room Toasty. gets a little stuffy. Um, I, you know what? So I was driving from the uh, storage unit, which I want to get into. Oh uh, no! Did you do uh, some inventory? <laughs> listen. You, you, you there. are an interesting breed of a person when it comes to, and we've spoken on the podcast yeah. about me accusing you of being a hoarder, you denying that. But what's wild about, so the storage unit was, is your storage unit back when you were still, you had like five storage units back when you were still staging, mm -hmm. had your staging company <clears throat> for all your inventory there. Mm -hmm. And got you, rid of all of them except one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I, I, I do like quit. having a storage unit. Yeah. Because. You Just know, for the extra things that you only do, use seasonally, it's exactly. kind of nice. So skis and uh, <laughs> you know holiday decor stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> so I was just taking back, <coughs> excuse me, all the skis uh, and all the winter gear, and I counted seven large boxes that were well, actually three, four of them were empty and just had styrofoam, and then the rest of them were still packaged up. No, I there's three boxes that are not opened like in your storage unit. Were they like repackaged? Like I put something in them? I don't know, but they were they were sealed shut. Well, maybe that's like something I, I, I don't I, need. You obviously. have you, you when you're giving you, you've always even so our last house didn't have much uh, storage room for a lot of things. Closet spaces or mm -hmm. our pantry was not existent. It was basically a tiny little by folding door kind of you know look like a towel rack kind of thing or a linen closet <clears throat> but 
you have so i've realized with you is if 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 given the opportunity for room so like in our last house you're like oh i can't wait for our next house i want to have a large you know uh i want to have a nice mud room so we could store stuff there and i want a a large uh laundry room so i could just like you know be in there and fold clothes and my argument was always and i've mentioned this on podcast so we're not going to repeat it that like you're just Given the space, you're just gonna, it's gonna be your catch all. Well, of course, if I have the space, I'm gonna find something to put in there. So, how much space is enough space for you? The <laughs> reason I ask, enough. because the reason I ask, because this storage unit <clears throat> is actually a good size storage unit, right? Mm -hmm. It's, but you have stuff in there that I am willing to bet you money that you don't have, in, that you don't know that you have. In I there. know. Well, I need to go through it. I, I do put all the Christmas stuff there. So, every season after christmas is over i take like Fair. four or five boxes Fair. of like the christmas tree uh the christmas tree ornament all the decor i've put mm -hmm. up it's just a lot of stuff so maybe some of the boxes are that but also i think when i got rid of my storage units this is the problem when i got rid of my storage units i think there was some things in them that i was like a kind of a catch-all where maybe one time i like had a box of like clothes or something that I just kind of kept in there. And then when I downsized, I like kind of just kept that stuff in that one and never went through it. Mm. So my problem was I need to go through this. But also there's been times where I think I put something in a storage unit that um, I needed for later. Like I still this last year did uh, some design projects. And so I wasn't staging, but I would buy um, decor and furniture for clients. And sometimes um, it would get sent to my house instead of like the wherever it was supposed to get sent to because the apartment wasn't done yet or something or the unit, whatever I was working on. So there's been times where I'd have to go put a few things into a storage unit that weren't ready for me to use yet. And then when I would use them, I would just take them out of the box and leave the box there. Oh, so <laughs> because it's like, I don't want to like have this in my car. I'll just take this some other time. And then that some other time never comes. Is that why you have three bins full of throw pillows? Where? In the storage. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't, you didn't know you had. Let's be honest. Right now, you didn't know you I had. I didn't know I had that. Yeah. They're all in there. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's like I don't think I'm a hoarder because hoarders, I think, want to hold on to their stuff. I really don't. I just will either forget to, mm. to come back to that item or it's just like one of those things, yeah, where I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't need this right now. Maybe some other time I'll come back. And then I forget. You forget that they're there. Listen, it's, it's an honest Which thing. It's just like a bad habit as well because it's like, how spoiled am I that like I forget I have like this stuff. Right. I well, But I think it is just with like my job from buying like these extra things that I have to just keep there. And yeah. then now we have some furniture in there too that we have kept for, uh, I think we're keeping, we we're going to keep for the cabin. Right. And now we'll just use for maybe like the next house or whatever. Well, I think what we need to things. do, and the reason why I, I do want to hang on to, especially the furniture that I built, because mm -hmm. there's like the original coffee table I've ever built as my it's very It's kind of meaningful. Yeah, well, I don't care about that really that much, but because it's, yeah, it's all dinged up and stuff like that. But because it's 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 handmade, like it could be refinished, blah blah blah. But um, like our Chevron style bed that I made, mm -hmm. the uh, dining room table and bench, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff there. But I I think now that the cabin's not going to be the Airbnb, and that's 
on on hold with this abandoned house. I think what I'd like to do is, as the rooms get transformed, I would I would furnish them Mm -hmm. for the reason of when the house is done. I know a gal. You know a gal. Can you put in a word? (laughs) Is she she free? That Uh way, when the house is ready to be rented out, you had stage shots of the livable space, which is people undervalue what staging is oh my gosh i think people value it more now i really do just because they see like if you take a picture of a room even though even a kitchen let's say a kitchen and it's just an empty kitchen even though it's beautiful let's say like you know marble counters it the backsplash goes up the wall like beautiful shelves if it's not decorated it almost lacks this like i don't know it, it's like less beautiful for some reason when you add these pieces it's kind of like this cohesive look and it all ties in together and now it just looks even better i guess that's what it is you dress it up even more right. and so it's like if you're gonna if you can make it look better look make it look better it's especially the case in smaller uh houses yes. or smaller units because like this abandoned house it's i think it's only like 1300 1250 i think square feet mm-hmm. and when it's something so small, some people, when they, let's say, want to rent it or buy it, they don't know if this is a functional functional living space. Mm-hmm. So by you essentially creating an environment where there's a dining room or a bed and a couch and all this stuff that you come in, and that might not be your style, but you walk in and you go, oh, yeah, like this is this will totally accommodate everything we need for me, my family, mm-hmm. me, my partner, whatever it is. It, it always helps people visualize what it could look like, even though, yeah, they don't they might not like the style or they would maybe put it in a different like orientation or whatever. But at least it helps them somewhat visualize because let's be honest, most people cannot visualize if they walk in yeah, to a space and be like, where would I put? Yeah, the dining table. Is there even room? It's almost like that spatial visual. Right awareness is like hard to i had that for a long time it took me forever to actually be able to visualize and know if something will fit in a space just by looking at it versus measuring why do you think a lot of people can't visualize the space it's just practice i think people don't have the practice of doing that right that creative muscle yeah it's very much a learned muscle even though i've always loved design you know for a long time i've always loved it I didn't learn to actually visualize what, you know, will a eight foot table fit into this space? Will a desk, let's say like a, just a classic 50 inch desk, will it fit in here? That took me a long time to do. And I think staging helped because I would see these spaces and I would um, actually put something in them. And then over time, you just know you can visualize in your head what a desk that size will look like in mm-hmm. there, you know? Right. So it just becomes easier, but it is a learned muscle. I think, you know, I mean, most people aren't just like born with, oh, I, I think you were actually better at it than me for a long time. No, not be. Uh, so here's what I was just going to, once you finish your thought, I was going to mention you have, um, and it also from working out that muscle you have a design muscle that you've exercised. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when you and I got married, you had good taste, but obviously lack of funds, right? But we seeing pictures of our first house and all those little knickknacks that we had, right? Yeah. Versus seeing you now, obviously that's uh, you practicing that muscle and working it out. 
me, I practice that muscle and working it out in the sense of design uh, is in the field that I'm in. So for me, the design is the build concept, right? right? What's going to be symmetrical? What's going to be a good look? What's the detail? What's the finishing touch? What the, what the transformation will be? Now, I think what you're saying is in the beginning, I was better than you. And I think what you're referring to is I, I, I have this weird thing and I don't know where it came from, but I have spatial awareness. Yes. You're really good at like filling in a space where you don't have dead space right. and empty space. And I, I wasn't really good at that for a long time, but you, I feel like you were, you even sometimes when you were, st when I first started staging and you would kind of help me out in the beginning you would tell me like, this is empty. We here. should put something here because it feels really empty. Right. And it's funny because to me, I'd be like, really? I kind of like it empty right there, you know? Yeah. But learning that along the way, it's, yeah, it took me years. Do you know what I think it is? So I've, I've been dabbling in a few books of understanding how the brain works, right? Mm -hmm. um, a couple of great ones is the, the science of, of storytelling. That's the way our brain recognizes stories. Um, which translates over to creating videos that people are engaging in. Uh, another great one is the happiness hypothesis is a great one to help understand the brain. Another great one is called how to unfuck your brain by Harper something. Uh, so they're just breaking down what's going on in your brain and what synapses are firing and triggered by something. So what I think is that I don't think I had the spatial awareness as a trained tool that applied to anything, I think is just there's a part of my brain the same way our brains think that we see something like 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 have this imagination of, oh, I recognize a pattern like these clouds look like a lion um, or that reflection in the mirror or in the window at night looks like a person standing there. Your brain creates these these recognitions of pattern, right? Right. So I think my brain just recognizes uh, the like the, the fullness and then it just finds where the emptiness is. That's mm -hmm. all it is. It doesn't really go forwards like, you know what we need here is greenery and some texture and some yeah. decor. It's not like you have a detailed no. idea of what to put there. It's more like something, you just have this feeling like something's missing. It, well, it's the brain's scanning and says, oh, empty spot. Uh, now I can't stop staring at that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't do it in the very small. Like, for example, I'm looking right behind you. There's there's a, this, uh, these are hexagons, sound panels, and then we have these this, the shelves, and then the plant. I see the space behind it, but it's not enough of a soreness where it's like, it's like, for example, if we took two rows of those sound panels off, I'd be like, there's something really missing here. The pattern recognition, I guess, right. is the best way to kind of put it. It's mm. like, there's a, there's a recognizable emptiness to a pattern. And I think that's just, I think it's just something I was born with. I don't think it's something you that- think you always had it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've never, I, I can't find any examples of like what it was. Like with you girls, when you guys get dressed, obviously female fashion has more accessories to it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to guys. And I don't have that where like I'll get dressed and I'm like, oh, I feel like it's missing something, a jacket, a sweater or whatever it is. It doesn't happen. It's strictly spatial pattern recognition. That's mm. all it is. Interesting. It's almost like watching one of those kids books where it's like, which uh, of these objects is not like the yeah, other kind of thing, yeah. you know? And you so, think you've always had that? I think I always had. I think it only started recognizing it when I kind of got into, you know, kind of joining renovating, you. Renovating, yeah. Well, not even renovating, but like joining when you started your business. 
I never really had to focus on stuff like that. I never, we, I don't think we've ever had a house that I looked at something and be like, something's missing here. Unless you ask me about it, then right. I'm scanning it. You know? Right. I think you are always, and I don't know if this plays off of that same spatial recognition, but you've always been good at seeing a space that we haven't remodeled yet and being able to see what it would look like potentially after mm. like i like prime example not this house but the last house when we were walking through it the first time i remember it was i had like the kitchen with like the peninsula coming off and it was like a raised bar old oak original like red oak it was wasn't it red oak cabinets yep. Yep. anyway and we walked in. All I could see was like the things that were wrong with it that I didn't like. And you were like, oh, no, we could take this peninsula out. We can make an island. We can, you know, paint the cabinets. And like you had all these ideas already. And I was like, I can't even visualize what that would look like hmm. because I wasn't practicing that. And hmm. now I I definitely feel like I'm better at that. And that's why when sometimes like now with a, a space that you're remodeling, like even in this house, You'll tell me kind of what you want to do or what you should do. I feel like it's a lot easier for me to tell you we should do this and this and this. So do you think that? Yeah. Versus I, before I used to be like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And and it every space becomes a little bit more different. And di it, it, by being different, obviously, it becomes more difficult because there's extremes, right? So I, I've mentioned this many times before. My definition of a house that has good bones is not necessarily the fact that it's structurally sound. Obviously. Correct. <laughs> Hence my our recent person. Hence the purchase. recent purchase. But my interpretation has always been a, a house that has good bones is that it has the correct modern day potential. So both our last house and this house both had very tall ceilings. We're talking like this house right now is 10 foot tall ceilings. Mm -hmm. The last house before that was nine foot, but then two of the, the, the rooms, the living room and the family room had like 16 foot tall ceilings. Mm -hmm. When something has large ceilings like that and large windows, then you know that you could take a house that was built, like the last one was built in late 92. 90s. Right, early 90s, yeah. Uh, and you could spruce it up to be a modern day new build look with the correct trim, with the correct, you know. Because you uh, have the height, yeah. You have the height, so those were the bones for me. Um, now it gets a little bit tricky because like this this abandoned house that we bought, and I know we're dragging it, you know, Teasing I know, guys with sorry it. guys. It's we we jumped the the gun on promoting it, but uh, neck. By the way, April is well. I'll be starting, and so hang tight. There's going to be a, coming a, soon a, a walkthrough video. That was a house that I probably spent, and I think we were mentioning this podcast like under five minutes before I was like, this is not the one, and we walked out, and then I was like, well, it's it, for the price point, location, and how drastic in the storyline, I can make it work, but. This house doesn't, that house that I'm referring to does not have good bones to my definition. Mm -hmm. The potential got, almost wasn't there. The for ceilings you. are low. The layout is horrendous. There's no functional living space in terms of like the, the kitchen fine, but not dining, not, you know what I mean? Entertaining kind of thing. So, and this is where staging really comes in is, and you have to use this creative approach where you're like, I got to solve these problems to open up a layout because with open layout you can create an open layout the question is in almost all cases you can create an open layout the question is how invasive is that going to be mm -hmm. 
if it's not a load-bearing ceiling or wall, then you can just knock it out. If it is load-bearing, then you can put a beam up there, you know, to span across. Right. The downfall of that is that sometimes those beams, you you're gonna they're gonna be visible. Like it's it's not something you can just hide on top because you have to keep the the truss line the same as is. Mm-hmm. Unless you go tear down the trusses, and now you might as well just demolish the house and and build something ground up, which becomes very expensive. But where am I going with this? Is that Low ceiling, my definition of of not uh, good bones structurally or, or, or stylistically is you have to bring the furniture and style it as if you're basically convincing people like don't pay attention to the negatives like the low ceiling. Mm. You can transform that space in a way where like it's cozy now, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's open. Right, like you, you knock out all these walls. Yes, the ceiling is low. It's, it's. Everybody always wants high ceilings for the right reasons, but you could say yes, the ceilings are not high, but you're not even paying attention. You walk in, you're like, wow, this mm-hmm. is a good mood in here. I can, I can visualize, visualize our family or, or myself coming in here, having dinner here, watching TV here, making dinner here, having people over for for cocktails. Like you could do that, and you need somebody to bring that furniture in. And a lot of people think like oh, I can just do it. Well, you can. But you really gotta like study it up, like spend some time on Pinterest and seeing. Like here's another great small spaces. Yeah, like right. Okay, so right now the the not only does the inside of the house of that I'm referring to is garbage in terms of layout, but the (laughs) outside has terrible curb appeal. Like whoever the architect for this house was, did not do a good job doing it. Like, now, what do you mean? What's the, like the exterior of the Yeah, the exterior house? of the house is... Not the landscaping, just the house The itself? exterior of the house. There's no curb appeal to it because it's, there's nothing that's welcoming about it. Hmm. You know, like, uh, okay, so here's a great example. Do you remember the, f- when we first moved here in, uh, to Idaho, we stayed at your parents' rental pro- pro- uh, property, right? And it was a small little 1,300 square foot place and your parents did a great job remodeling it, but in the very front, you probably because you guys lived there for a little bit. But in the very front, the front door, there's a little to the right of the front door. There's a little kind of porchy kind of area, mm-hmm. right? The concrete slab. Well, it when you guys lived there, you didn't have any kind of overhang over it. It was just a big open thing. You probably I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't remember. But when your parents remodeled it, they created this almost like gazebo looking thing above it. And that created this more of a Something. of a of a of a welcoming mm. grandeur, even though it's a small house, a grandeur entrance that when you're scrolling through uh, the MLS listings when the house is for sale or rent, it's gonna it, catch your eye. It's gonna catch your eye. In in this house that that we purchased, you can you know the, one of the first projects I'm doing is redoing the roof, but you could redo the roof, redo the siding give it a, a a killer paint combination, right? Trim and all that stuff. And still the front, you're going to overlook that house when it comes to buying it. Do you have anything already that you're thinking about in terms of how to add more character to the exterior? And this is where I was kind of bringing up the front of the house is I'm spending the time right now searching through Pinterest of seeing what other people have done or inspirations of small front entrances and seeing see the transformations. Yeah, I, I was really blown away by, uh, so there's a couple, you know when you're on Facebook and you'll see somebody's account that you don't follow, 
mm-hmm. uh, because they're a, you know a friend of your friend, right? So yeah. there's some guys in Seattle uh, who are builders or whatnot, and they were tagged in something. So they're the guy's picture will put up, and it turns out that guy t- is is a is a builder, and they'll buy all these you know huge fixer uppers in Seattle area with super dated layouts exteriorly specifically speaking and it seemed like they're hiring on like architects like mm. modern day architects to draw up schematics of like how you can transform this in some cases they will like for here's a great example like uh one of the houses i saw it was uh you know when there's like a try or a split level home, right? Yeah. Front door entrance, staircase goes up, staircase goes down, both livable mm-hmm. spaces. Typically houses like that, their driveway kind of goes in, like into the base of the house because the garage is in the lower part of the living area. Oh, right. So right. you come in and you dip down. And then there'll be a little walkway, like a little paved thing from the street to the house. So nothing is appealing about it. It's symmetrical, sure, but what these hired architects would design is like, okay, knock out this little paved walkway and then build this like, uh, not mid-century modern, like a modern style, like, uh, you know, cedar railing, metal black railing, and then expand that driveway to have this like very wide, like we're talking about, you know, four feet wide, you know, curved around the corner. So you're, so instead of having the straight walkway to like, from the street to the house front door it's from the when you pull into the the driveway it kind of curves around and then now because you create a radius in that radius spot that you created you're putting some kind of big you know greenery in there tree or whatever and then so there's a lot of these little intricate things so i'm and that's what catches people eye people's eye exactly they go this is different i like it and it's not the normal just the classic traditional style that everybody is used to. When you're looking to buy a house or to rent a house, well, renting a house is a little bit different because renting a house, you're sometimes, there's not a lot of options. You just need a place to live because of the time. People aren't as picky. But the front of the house is as important as a thumbnail for YouTube. It's That's the first thing that's gonna catch your attention as you're scrolling through. Sometimes what people will do is they'll put like a very fancy, completely remodeled kitchen picture and that's another way of doing it. But when you pull up to the house or when you're scrolling through MLS, like that is one of the first things. And so what it's I'm- It's gotta be, yeah, it's yeah. gotta be I have, somewhat I have some ideas, attractive. not enough to get overly excited about. Here's what I have. I have the general direction. Like I know I'm gonna have to put like an overhang coming off the house and it's just like this pitched kind of thing. And then I know I wanna put some like large, wood beams that are posts that are coming up and supporting it mm, apart, I like that. apart from that it's there's i'm, I'm well probably i think you'd be surprised how in. far paint will go as well i mean you know yes so i think a lot of it is that i don't even know what color is it what color is the house it's like a faded baby blue <laughs> i was gonna say is it yellow <laughs> no it's a faded baby blue yeah, so maybe like once you paint, like obviously you'll have to still add some character. And I think adding wood, like you just said, like w- some kind of wood tones always for some reason attracts your eye, yeah. especially if you have like light gray or black or whites. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but wood, 
like wood slats somewhere or like you said like beams or what is it called the posts yeah like the front entrance to it again so like let's say you look past all that stuff and you're cool you're standing on the front by the front door there's a window by the way the front door standing area is probably the size of a tiny it's i mean it's this size like it's it's like four by six is there like a porch no there's no porch that's basically it's a little standing can you build a porch well if i expand things i could i could this is where the creativity has to come in where you're like essentially you're adding on to the house to Mm -hmm. create this front right front grandeur thing but like when you're standing there by the front door you're about to knock there's a little window to the left right that's like frosted right well behind that is the bathroom that's a bathroom window Oh, <laughs> so you're standing and here's a bathroom. So there's a lot of like, oh, interesting. So then the idea is like, okay, do you close off that window and you create this like front porch kind of thing? So these are all things to kind of have floating around. You're essentially solving like long division, right? Or, or what's that uh, in algebra where you do like, you, you follow the rules where you're like, uh, you do was it you multiply first or you do the brackets and you multiply first, oh, then you do the parentheses, yeah. right? What and then is you, that one? It's yeah. like a Pem PEMDAS or something. Do you remember that one? That you're better we'd have off to like, and then I am. We'd have to like memorize that. That way it's easier. You go parentheses, exponents, yeah. multiply, divide, add, subtract. See, schooling was far better for you <laughs> than, than I it just, was for me. I just remember weird things. That's the thing. It's like right. I remember dates, like people's names. Sometimes things that don't even matter. Right. But I'll remember it. See, I throw that stuff out. I know because you like have a better... For me, it's like, that's why I can't fall asleep at night because <laughs> mm. I think about everything. Well, we've and ha- I can't uh, like throw things out of my brain. I don't know how to do that. Well, we've talked, we've not talked about, we, we've argued about it yeah. where, where you would say something like, uh, oh, like uh, this specific example. When you forgot to buy my ski suit. Yeah, it was your ski suit, and, <laughs> but it was, it was the color that you wanted. Mm-hmm. There's like three choices. And we had this conversation and in my brain, the conversation obviously was not as important as other details of, of things. <laughs> and yeah. so what my brain goes like, if it's, if it's a very definitive things like, Hey, I really love this. And I think the black would look so cool. Then my brain goes, okay, then we're buying this for her. Make sure you get it in black. But in that conversation because it was like a back and forth like what do you think of this and i was like well that navy one looks like a what did i say is like it looks like a factory worker jumpsuit kind of thing mm-hmm. or one of those overall kind of ones uh but but this yellow goldish looking one or tan looking one i was like that just it looks too old it doesn't look like retro or new or whatever and so because the tone of that conversation that i that i read into was like this is still kind of up to de- for conversations like you haven't like let's say settled on what you want then my brain goes this is not as important right now to keep on your bandwidth mm-hmm. like be present still talk about it show that you're, you're 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 there but this is not something that is vital mm-hmm. versus you going like hey tomorrow don't forget to get the car seat because we have to check that in an airplane then my brain goes underlying that that's that's going to be vital because you know it's so interesting because to me it's like i have a hard time obviously there's priority right okay but um it's almost like in my brain everything is a priority and so i have such a hard time i think that's why i have a hard time sometimes like managing and i feel really overwhelmed is because everything feels important so it's it's hard for me to like um 
give priority to like one thing if they kind of feel similar you know well, so that's why like i've obviously ever most people do this but i take i write it down on my notepad on my phone and then it almost takes that um off of my brain correct but i feel like i still think about it <laughs> so i don't know so I, I i will argue the fact that not everything is important right right so the level of importance is like picking up your kids from school has a higher priority of importance right. than saying there's an empty space there what are my options to put right. in there right so out of the gates i i think that not everything's important and also we all have a limited amount of bandwidth right, right? no ba matter what bandwidth yeah. is just energy and if you just give that away to people or to absolutely everything like to every decision every every idea then you're going to be stretched very thin and then you just don't remember or or devote to anything mm -hmm. so uh i think if you prioritize things that are truly important that you go this is important then you kind of restructure this hierarchy but i agree with you that off so i do the same thing of writing them down and i have my little and i i always rant and rave about this app which is a free app that's come stock with your iPhone, but it's the task app, right? It's the reminders, right? It's a reminders. Yeah, yeah. It's the, that's exactly what it's called. It's reminders. So I create four, not four, like five or six different categories. Mm -hmm. One, the most, you know, the most important to me is computer work. Now, computer work is allocated to an hour and a half every morning that I wake up. I get my coffee. I sit down at my desk and that's stuff that I've compiled onto this list of taking things and opening up more bandwidth. So how does that work and play in, in my day to day is work is usually done for me around four o'clock, right? But, you know, so I'll shower up, you know, hang on the couch and I'm tinkering on my phone, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's through social apps or check my email, you know, and then somebody will write like, hey, send me over your accountant. Like, hey, send, send me over. Here's six questions. Can you send it back to me so I could finish off your taxes? Instead of me dropping everything I'm doing or trying to remember it, I just, as I'm sitting on the couch, I go to my computer task, type in for compute under the computer work, uh, send Jacob uh, or answer Jacob's tax questions. Mm. And then I, at that point, offloaded that information. I don't mark that email as unread because if it's, if you've already had like six back and forth emails and you hit unread, now you have six unread messages versus. I feel like a, it messes everything up. Yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll hit it red and then I'll put it on my to-do list, on my thing. Mm -hmm. And that to-do list is tomorrow, six o'clock kind of thing. Um, packing. I think I need to be better about that because I think I try to remember and be like, okay, don't forget that. But it's, I haven't like offloaded it to yeah. where I know I still have to do it, but I don't have to think about it this moment. I feel like because I don't do that, I'm thinking about it for the next 24 hours, exactly. but yet might still forget. But but then life gets in a way because then you have other important things. Then you got an email exactly. from, you know, the, the kids little league thing. And they're like, hey, you're on snack duty in three weeks. And, you, you know, you wrote it down on the thing, but you didn't look at the calendar that week or something yeah, like that. It has to be very organized in I, order for your brain to like be healthy. I have one for my second uh, most important one after computer work is I have one that says uh, hardware store list mm -hmm. and I use that day in and day out through work. So if I'm working like right now, I'm doing the boys's uh, shower and let's say I got done with waterproofing and the tubs installed and I'm like, 
I need to run down right now to Lowe's or Home Depot and pick up, you know, uh, mud or pick up uh, two by four or whatever. Instead of me going, well, it's just three things. I'll just run in real quick and grab those three things. I literally just, before I leave, I type in hardware list and I type those things and they're all, you know, like uh, check marks kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Or Then when I show up there, I don't have to be like, oh crap, you were supposed to also get a pipe fitting. Right. Now I gotta go, it's just right there. Uh, so again, it's it's offloading this bandwidth. Uh, here's one that I'm gonna use tomorrow because we're leaving uh, on Did vacation. Did you start tomorrow. one for packing? I, I always have one for packing. You do. But I wrote down on the list like I was like, grab your laptop, get your AirPods. You know, uh, don't forget to uh, put download for Harper's Movies. Harper's cartoons. Like it's stuff like that. And then I have like further ones out like to do today. So that's usually I save it for the weekend. Or like yeah. today that I'm like tidying up, doing like the finishing, do, like wrapping things up before we like leave town for a little bit. So to me, I'm like, okay, uh, like right after this podcast, it's almost like yard work. Right before that is like take the stuff to storage. Like it's stuff that offloads. So I don't feel like, am I forgetting something today? Mm -hmm. Was there something I forgot? Oh shoot, I was supposed to. Like it's and that's why there. I always feel like I'm forgetting something. Always. That's a huge and. Th Though this is my way of doing it, but this idea of Something. offloading bandwidth. Well, I did that yesterday. I knew today I had a bunch of stuff I needed to just like little things. And I was like, I can't forget any of these things because when we leave, I'm going to be gone for a week. And so actually last night we were going to bed and I remembered a couple of things and I had to write them down on my phone. Yep. But then it felt so good because then I'm yep. like, I'm going to check this tomorrow and see like if I... if so I won't forget anything. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a legit productivity tool that people who are successful in life and by su success is not defined by money but successful in terms of productivity that is a huge tool. Uh who, who, I heard it helps you stay in a healthy like mindset too because then you're not constantly overworked and overwhelmed because I feel like that all the time. <laughs> exactly. Your brain's not like rattling off and be like oh, am I missing something? You don't want to be sitting in an Uber going to the airport going like what am I missing? I feel like I'm like you do this a lot. You're I like, do it all the time. I feel like I'm forgetting yeah. something, and I'm like, it's always something. I mean, most of the time it's like a charger or something small, but sure, it's always this feeling of like I feel like, and maybe maybe because I f forget things so often. Sometimes I don't forget, but I still have that feeling because it happens so often. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a huge it's a huge win that I I I, I love. Man. Yeah, it makes me feel like I can breathe easier. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like I'm holding my breath, and that's another thing is setting aside even small amount period of time where it's like like to me it's five minutes every morning after a workout is this like moment where you're focusing on breath work and that's all you're doing you're not thinking about anything and then when idea comes in you kind of acknowledge it and you let it off or like send it away but it's i find myself that we all don't breathe as deeply as we should be should. because i think we're constantly in this like rat race of 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 uh distractions and keeping up and so like we always feel stressed out and that stress sits like me personally it sits on my shoulders like i feel like i'm like geez did i just hold my breath for like the longest period of time yeah but I if you that. just go like five minutes that five minutes will releases. last you it my five minutes in the mornings last me all day all day all day like i'll walk to i'll finish the five minutes i'll go to home depot and I, and I know I have an endless list of things that I got to accomplish and deadlines, but then I'm kind of like strutting along. I'm like, it almost is... doesn't feel as heavy, right? No. Those things, because you know, you're going to get to them and, you know, eventually and, you know, however long it takes. 
but I think you're right. I think you feel the heaviness more when you don't allow yourself to breathe. Yeah. I'm not one to speak because I don't do that. I should start. I feel like it'd be really good for me. I'm not like an anxious person, but I feel like I'm becoming an anxious person. Well, because you're stretched thin and you're not offloading. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm putting these things and I think I'm still trying to figure out how to do certain things with Harper at home with me. So like I'll have this list that I need to get to and then I'll start something and she's getting into something in the kitchen or she needs me or like I feel like I'm constantly having to check on her and or give her something or she needs something that these tasks that I need to do are very hard to finish. Mm. Well, that's a difficult thing yeah. too because I mean, I've, I've, I've done this whole, you know, parent on duty while you're out of town mm-hmm. and it's hard I'm, to do anything. Yeah. But and, and, you get and, through it. and you're trying to accomplish things, you know, around the house, you know, like when you were in Vegas, I was, I had to rip off a, a section of, flooring because the laminate flooring shifted and delaminated in one section yeah and i kept staring at it and when i stare at imperfections in the house bothers you it bothers me so much it bothers me so much because your home after you remodeled it you know extensively kind of becomes your like escape right from Mm -hmm. everything outside you know and so you come here like that's why it's so important to have like a good family dynamic with your kids and your spouse but when you come home like that's when you or, or relaxed mm-hmm. with them. And and so when there is, you know, paint that needs to be painted and floors that need to be fixed in the house, I personally, as an, somebody who has not a severe, but a level of OCD, I... You don't feel relaxed? I don't feel relaxed. I feel bothered by it. I'm like, this needs to be done and put together. And once I finish, and uh, so again, this is how story went, is I was doing that with Harper there. So obviously I'm ripping out floors. She's right by me picking up my tools, which is fine. But I'm like, hey, sweetie. It takes so much longer. You got to you got to move out of the way. Yeah. She'll like, she'll be like a cat. She'll be I like know. right <laughs> under your leg. And you're like, baby, you got to move. I love you, but you got to move. And then I keep moving her. Like I'll pick yeah. her by the butt up and then like sit her down right there. And the next thing you know, she's back. Or I'll be like caulking and I don't want her to get into the caulk because it'll be messy everywhere. So then you got to pick her up and move. So I definitely, I know I can yeah. relate to when the, when you, the kid, you're on kid duty. That's, it's very, very, very difficult to do. Yeah. It's just, and it's just like a lo- level of like learning that while still having to do so many things and it's obviously just her age too she's just very curious right now she's into everything so you know you just have to be like she has to be like next to you and now she like learned to open the door unlock the front door yeah <laughs> now that's scary because i'm constantly like if i don't hear her for like a minute i always think she's out the door and she hasn't really gone out but there's been a few, if she knows somebody's out out there like the front door that's when she goes out because she'll be like, ooh, like if she knows the boys are out there or she hears the doorbell or something. Now she like started opening it. My so now I'm like nervous. We might need to get one of those little uh, hotel latches. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very pretty well, thing. I know. But. but just for the meantime, because it's kind of scary. <laughs> Makes me nervous. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to be nervous. She grows up. And she, you know, there's going to be better communication. Right. Right now, it's just, it is. She's almost three and she's just so curious. She's just life and she's learning to talk. And so she's just absorbing all this information and growing, you know. And so she's just curious. She's like, what's outside? Yeah. Now that and she's tall for her age. So she's like, I can open this. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Yeah, no, I, I, she's becoming easier and easier to communicate with. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time. just tell her, yeah. 
mean, we did that with the kids about swimming pools and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they'd be cautious about it. And she's the most cautious person. She although is. she, you know, her running out onto the sidewalk is a different yeah. conversation. I think she felt comfortable. Yeah. She's like, what out? You play here all the time. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to the car. <laughs> although she doesn't do that in the backyard, which is interesting. She doesn't go to the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. None of the kids really do, which is really interesting. It's in, that's why there's no point of having a huge, huge backyard. Yeah, we always it's kind of something we always wanted, but now it's like, well, is it worth it for just maintaining such a big space? I always romanticize this idea of like having a home on like two acres of land or something like that, or you know, two to three, and then you kind of go, but then I have to pay somebody to take care of that. Yeah, or, or it's going to be a full like chore for me every week to take care oh, of it. Oh yeah. So then what's the point? It's just literally, I think I romanticize it because it's to me, it's, it's the like, dream. I could sit out there with a cup of coffee yeah, and I'm the like, dream. it's like, how often will you be? I think the only reason I would want a bigger backyard is just to have like a pool right. someday. But other than that, yeah, like as long as you have like a patio, like we have a little patio with mm -hmm. chairs and stuff. And that is plenty enough for like night evenings in the summer or yeah. we even eat there in the summertime. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. The, the grass part is like we don't really even need. Mm -hmm. If uh, honestly, we always just go watch the park. That's like about a five minute walk. Yeah, two it, minute walk. It's a good location. Um, so it's great. It's worked for us. So yeah. we, I think, yeah, I think it's always this dream that everybody wants is like more land. As you get older, that's just like what everybody says. We'd love to get have more land. We'd love to have a bigger property. It's but so then it funny. goes backwards because retirees, they go, I want to move into a, into a townhome with Even no my parents right now, land. that's what they want. They're like, it's costing us so much money to maintain our house uh, um, landscape because they have about an acre. They have a pool. They have a large amount of grass mm -hmm. in their backyard. And she's saying the same thing. She's like, we actually want to downsize to a townhome so that we don't have to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. The landscaping. So it makes sense. It's all for, just like, full it's circle. A lot. Yeah, it's full circle. Now. Yeah, you kind of have this period of time where you do want that. And then it kind of. Well, it's like good luck getting the kids out to go play basketball in the driveway or like, or go in the backyard. Yeah. You're like, they, they're at this point right now where they're playing video games, which, you know, they're, they're limited on it. But if they're not, they're watching TV. And they're at this point right now where they're kind of like learning their own boundaries and their own personalities that. You can't just be like, go play outside. They're like, none well, of Beckham my friends can. are doing yeah. yeah, but like Jack's older. He's almost 10, but he's like, none of my friends out there. Yeah. So why would I go there? Yeah. I think when it's summertime, it's like fun to, we always play more in the front sure. yard than the yeah. backyard. Yeah. But we'll do that, like play basketball. But right now, yeah, it's really hard. Unless we're out there with them. They like Jack doesn't want to go play outside by I, himself. I think backyards, I, I think we're moving away from this whole, like, I want a bigger <laughs> backyard. I think the 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 realignment is going to be i want a backyard set up for entertaining mm. and not for look at all this grass that i have yeah well that's what i was saying like for us we have the patio area patio area for entertaining and i love that i love that part like having some lounge furniture and then like a maybe a table for like dining right is awesome yeah Otherwise, yeah, the grass part, it's a lot of maintenance, a lot of mowing the lawn. And it's a lot of empty space. Like, it's space that nobody yeah. uses. That's why I am so against, you know, two-story homes because when everybody wakes up and comes downstairs, the upstairs is just literally a sleeping place. Yeah. And so, and then you don't see the kids because maybe they'll be in their room or if the bonus room is, let's say, upstairs, which I like bonus rooms, but you don't see anybody. It's kind of nice when everybody is just kind of, 
around, but you could still escape somewhere and be like, I'm gonna go watch TV in my room or something like that. Yeah. Or a bonus room. Or I, I know, since having a one story, I'm like, I can't, I don't wanna go back to a two story. I think if we ever did move, I would want like a one story and then just like a basement. Yeah, that's the clutch. Mark. For like, as like the bonus room, yeah. yeah. Basements are clutch. Especially as our boys are getting older and they start stinking. Yeah. And they're gonna stay in that basement. With, with their friends, yeah. <laughs> with their friends. You go smell up that place. Yeah. Well, yeah, this has been nice. Uh, I got to, speaking of that, I got to go do some yard work yeah. right now. Oh, just, yeah. Go. You want to come help me do some yard work? I'm going to go work out. Oh, you haven't worked out yet? Mm-mm. Oh, what were you I doing? was packing. Oh, you were packing yeah. when I went to the storage and you look like you were ready to. I was about to go work out, but then I knew we had a record and I didn't want to break up my workout. Like I knew mm-hmm. I like having the full like hour. Okay. And so I was like, I'll just wait. Okay. But well, yes, and if you're wondering, I still have not gone to see this house yet. That's why we were, I was asking Alex all these questions. What color it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why in my head it was yellow. I don't know. Well, baby blue is cute too. Yellow is pretty We should ugly. keep the baby blue. I think so too. We'll make it work. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll tune in next week. Bye. Bye.